Hello and welcome back to another Wednesday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You with me, la la la, let me explain. And Wednesday is our Agony Aunt episode, a day where I answer your questions for you. And we can all discuss them also on my Instagram at la la la, let me explain. So head over there to help me out with one of the three that you're going to hear today. And the first question for today says... Hi Lala, I'm just wondering if you can help. I've got a boyfriend of four years and we're in a long distance relationship. We live two hours apart. He gets really upset every time I express my feelings of loneliness and needing care. Recently, I broke my finger in my left hand in a water skiing accident, which required surgery. I had to drive myself to and from hospital and had to stay an extra night as I didn't have a loved one to take care of me. As I'd been under anaesthetic, I wasn't allowed to drive for 24 hours. I asked him if he'd take a day off and he said he couldn't, which I found really weird because he'd taken a week off the previous week because of bad hay fever. Last night, I told him how I was feeling and that I really needed him and wish he could help more. I felt it was a really good chat and it was great that he'd heard my point of view. I went to bed feeling reassured and that if anything like this happened again in the future, he would be there for me. However, this morning I woke up to endless messages about how he'd had a bad night's sleep because of what I said and how it made him feel terrible. He just completely ignored everything I'd said I needed from him and I was somehow left feeling like I needed to apologise and soothe his ego. I feel really dismissed and invalidated and I'm wondering if you have any advice about how to navigate these situations moving forward should they happen again. Well, I hope that you're in a relationship where you feel like these situations are going to happen anymore or regularly. Because if they are, that is not the hallmark of a good relationship. It sounds like this relationship is making you feel lonely and unloved. You've described this as an ongoing thing. You said that every time you express your need for care and love, he invalidates you and makes it all about him. And we could play therapist here and try to explore why your need for care triggers him, explore why he feels that he needs to defend himself and attack you when you tell him how you feel. And we could come up with reasons about his childhood or his learnt behaviours, you know. We could speculate about his emotional responses to conflict and why his communication is how it is and why he lacks so much intelligence. But you aren't his therapist, It sounds like he doesn't have one and probably never had one and he could definitely do with one. You are his partner and it doesn't feel like this partnership is meeting your needs. In fact, it sounds like it's having the opposite effect. And from what you've said, it sounds like you'd be better off leaving him than trying to heal his narcissistic, ego-driven, selfish traits. Obviously, I don't know how you've expressed these things to him. And perhaps if you are coming to him like, you didn't do this and you didn't do that and you are, then maybe you could look at communicating differently. But I feel like I get the sense from this that that's not what's happening. You're being continuously let down and continuously made to feel lonely and unloved and unreassured. Coming to pick you up after your surgery would have been an act of love. No wonder you feel lonely when your partner can't even come through for something like that. These things don't happen all the time. Surgery is one of them kind of like emergency events where you just really need your partner, your person to be there for you. And perhaps because he had a week off recently for hay fever, must have been really bad hay fever, although I'm not underplaying it because I know that sometimes hay fever can be really bad, but like, come on, mate, take an antihistamine. If he had a week off for that, then maybe 
I don't know what he does for a living, but he he could might realistically be possible that he couldn't get the time off. But a true act of love would have been driving after work or driving in the morning before work or making every effort he could to be there during your time of need. It sounds like it was just like absolute blanket no and no effort made to make you feel like he would bend over backwards to be there for you in an emergency. And I really think a relationship, that is such a foundational thing, you know. Four years is a long time to be with somebody, but actually you don't even live close to each other. And that's probably compounding these feelings of loneliness. And it's making me question what the point of this relationship even is. I'm not saying that in general about long distance, but long distance plus totally feeling lonely and abandoned is, is, is not great. If there are some strong redeeming features that you haven't mentioned in your letter, then you need couples therapy. But it sounds like he'd probably react sensitively to that suggestion too. But couples therapy might help you both come to a point where you can communicate better and learn to meet each other's needs. But this is not how a relationship should make you feel. And you'd be far better off not feeling let down by someone you're supposed to be able to feel safe with and loved by. It's better to be single and and if you're single and you've got no one to pick you up after surgery, then you don't have to experience that feeling of this person should have been there for me. So I, I, have a look at this relationship, see what the redeeming features are. But from what you've described, there aren't many and you could do pretty well by yourself. So look at that as a very serious option. And the next question for today says... Hi Lala. So my son is 11 years old and in his last year of primary school. Yesterday he came out of school talking about having two crushes, then said to me, one's a girl, one's a boy. I'm bisexual, you know, which is not a problem. We have brought him up knowing he can tell us anything and will always be loved no matter what and it changes nothing. My reaction was kind of like, all right, That's cool. I'm glad you're cool telling me. Then proceeded to guess his crushes but asking boys' names too now instead of just girls. Just acting absolutely casual and normal about it because that's what it is. It doesn't change absolutely anything for me. My mum, his grandma, is saying it might just be a phase. Either way, it doesn't matter at all. My questions are, is 11 too young or is that age kind of normal? And also, do you think I reacted in the right way or should I have made a bit of a fuss? I don't want him to feel like I don't care about his revelation, but also don't know if he felt coming out was a big thing and should have had a fuss made about it. You know what? It sounds like you handled this really well. It's really good that your son feels comfortable enough to talk to you about his feelings and about who he fancies. And it is really good that you just took the information and supported it and didn't make a big fuss. It's also great that he's so casual about it. He clearly understands that being bisexual is just as normal as being heterosexual. And your mum is right. It could be a phase. He might not be bi. He might just have a crush. Or he might be totally gay or totally straight. One of my best friend's sons came to her when she was about nine or ten and said that he had a crush on a boy in his class and that he thinks he's bisexual. And my friend was totally supportive of this. A year later, the crush had gone, and when she spoke to him about it in year seven and mentioned uh, him being bisexual, he said, no, no, I'm only into girls now. But that could also change. It might not be a phase. 
He might be straight or bi or pansexual or asexual or many of the other sexualities on the spectrum. Who knows? And who cares really? I don't care who my son wants to love or have sex with in his later life. And anyone who would care is not built to have children. If having a queer child would be a big deal for you, a negative issue, don't don't have children. You're not equipped. Seriously, that is absolutely, if you can't handle whatever your child ends up being and who they love, then you're not, you're not able to have children because you will fuck them up royally if they do end up being queer and they have a parent who's like, oh my God, what? Horrible. So you've done the best thing. You've created a safe environment. You've handled the information with care. And you've moved on, treating it like it's just as normal as him being heterosexual, which it is. If he had just told you that he had a crush on a girl, you wouldn't have a big party. Having a crush on a boy doesn't warrant some big coming out party. And 11 is not too young to be having crushes. Think about yourself. I had a major crush on Mark Owen from Take That when I was much younger than 11 and Jordan from New Kids on the Block. And I also had a crush on Kylie Minogue when she was Charlene from Neighbours. I was in love with her, but I am not even remotely bisexual, sadly. Bane of my life not being able to have any other options apart from men. Kids have crushes from really young and sometimes that will be a reflection of the sexuality that they end up remaining in as an adult and sometimes they'll be more fluid and will just love and fancy who they love and fancy our job as parents regardless of who they end up fancying or loving is to ensure that they love themselves that they learn what healthy relationships look like that they have a safe space to tell us anything without fear that they understand consent and body boundaries, that they know how to use their voices and that they treat themselves and others with kindness and respect. The rest is their business. Keep doing what you're doing. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. And the final one for today says... Hi Lala, I've recently split from my situationship. I was besotted and madly in love, but decided I wanted a relationship and he couldn't give me that, so I walked away. One small problem is that he owes me a lot of money as I lent him some to pay his mortgage. Stupid, I know, and for various other things. 
He said he would pay me back when he had some, but that was before we split. And he's now been incredibly difficult and won't give me the money. And he's constantly powering me off to the next payday. It's killing me as it's keeping open communication, which I don't want because it's stopping me from healing. Part of me wants to block, delete and never speak to him again. Yet another part of me is like, fuck, no, I need my thousands of pounds back. That was my hard earned money. But it's hard to demand it when there's still so many feelings involved. I really don't know what to do. Please help. What a wanker he is. It is so easy to get swept away and to feel like helping out this man who's not even your man is just the kind, natural thing to do. You probably also felt like it would make him realise how invaluable you are and cynically maybe a bit indebted to you. I think often we can lend money to situationship type people with good, kind-hearted intentions, but often there's like a part of us that's like, this will make him like me. And sadly, sometimes this will give me an excuse to keep contacting him and have him in my life. I've been there. It doesn't even feel like you're being an idiot at the time. It feels like a great idea. Like, yes, I love you. Of course, I'll lend you money, finance a car in my name, get you a phone, and then you will love me too. But it is a bad strategy because with these types of people, all it does is show them that they've got you where they want you. It doesn't make them fall in love. It makes them know that they can use you. You should actually be so proud of yourself from walking away when he made it clear that he didn't want a relationship. You did the best and the right thing for you and it is not easy to do. From what you said at the end there about there being feelings involved so you not wanting to be too demanding makes me feel like you still have maybe some small sense that there could be something between the two of you in the future. It sounds like you don't want to go hard and risk up fucking up that glimmer of hope. And I understand that completely. But you need to remind yourself that this behaviour of his is scummy, trampy, manipulative. The fact that he even took money from someone he was just shagging instead of asking his friends or family is gross. And do we know if he has any addictions? Could gambling be a factor? Is there a reason behind why he was asking you for money and why he's not paying it back? Is there some element of control over why he's not paying it back? Or is it just because he actually hasn't got it? Borrowing money from friends and loved ones is actually fine. Doesn't mean you've got a gambling addiction. We all have to do it sometimes. One of my best friends just asked me for 200 quid for an emergency and she will pay it back the second she has it. There is absolutely no way that she's going to keep pieing me off for distant paydays or ignoring me or making me beg for the money because she respects me and she cares about me and my financial situation. He is showing disrespect and a lack of care. And those are not qualities of someone that you want to get into a relationship with at any time in the future. I think actually it's really time that you put your foot down and not fear losing him for good. Put your foot down and demand the money back. Who cares if he hates you or gets put off by you? You're not losing anything apart from a man who is taking advantage of your feelings for him so there is help that you can get there go onto the government website.gov.uk in fact put in a friend owes me money.gov.uk that's not the website name but it'll come up if you put that in google and there's lots of advice on there there's advice also from citizens advice bureau and what they all recommend is that you start by writing a formal letter called a statutory demand and you can google statutory demand on the gov website as well and they give you a template you could do this with or without a solicitor if you do it with a solicitor you should claim back their fees too so if he owes you 
let's say a grand and the solicitor costs you 300 asking for 1300 and in that letter you can actually make the demand you owe me this amount this is when you need to pay it back and then that that letter becomes like a proper agreement and he has to give you the money if he signs that letter if that doesn't work then you can apply for mediation so you get a mediator to work it out between the two of you you have a joint phone call with the mediator Again, go and have a look at the government website for the small claims mediation service. There is a telephone number, which is 0300 123 4593. We'll put some of the other details in the show notes. You can contact them to get mediation between the two of you to work out uh, an agreement. If you make a verbal agreement at the mediation appointment, it is legally binding, which means that he must follow it. And you'll be given the terms of agreement in a document called a settlement agreement. If he then still doesn't pay back the money, then you can take him to a small claims court to ask for a judgment. And the court fee is based on the amount that you're claiming plus any interest. And again, you can claim the court fees back from him. All of this is available on the government website. Just have a look at small claims or just type in my ex owes me money. What can I do on Google? And there is so much information about how the government can help you with mediation and court processes. Do not let him take the piss. He's done enough already. So there we go. Three more in the bag. What have we had today? A boyfriend who's just not doing good enough. A bisexual son, or maybe not, but certainly a boy who's exploring his feelings and being open with his mum. And a shitty ex who owes money. Nice little range. I hope everybody takes the advice and is able to sort those things out. And if you would like my advice on a Wednesday podcast, send your question to at ask la la la. Let me explain. And I will be back on Friday. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.